It can be really hard for us to relax at night. We're always thinking about covering crime. But the good news is our wonderful new sponsor, Via, has a terrific product that helps us unwind. Via Hemp has a wide range of terrific gummies of both the THC and THC-free varieties. They can help you with focus, recovery, sleep, creativity, or just plain enjoyment. These products legally ship to all 50 states. I really liked Zen in particular. This is a yummy blueberry option that lets you catch a chill sleep with help from CBN and CBD. It's really helped me turn off my brain and settle down for the night. I also got a shout out Flow State. It helped me feel energized throughout the day. Like not to brag, but I got a lot done. I'm talking about doing several interviews and editing a whole show from start to finish, not to mention jumping on some of the latest filings in the cases we cover. It really made me feel sharp and ready to tackle any challenge. I couldn't recommend this more. Via has so many great gummy options to choose from. Everything from guava berry low dose that allows you to microdose THC to the chill-inducing Delta 9 gummy dreams. Head to viahemp.com and use code MSHEET to receive 15% off and one free sample of their award-winning gummies. That's viahemp.com and use code MSHEET at checkout. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Enhance your every day with Via Hemp. Again, if you're 21 and over, you can get 15% off plus a free pack of award-winning gummies with our exclusive code, msheet at viahemp.com. That's V-I-I-A-H-E-M-P dot com. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Content warning. This episode contains discussion of the murder of a woman and her two unborn children, as well as domestic violence. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic abuse, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. We'll include more information on how to contact the hotline's experts at the end of this program. And, as always, we'll break down our sources for this episode in depth at the end of the show. The tornado warning came in the middle of murder, she wrote. Edith and Rudy Rudhouse, a couple living in Girard, Ohio, had just flicked on CBS to watch Angela Lansbury's Jessica Fletcher solve yet another mystery. That night on the show, 
Fletcher found herself tasked with clearing Harry McGraw, the gruff, lovable private eye played by Jerry Orbach, of the murder of a sketchy boxing promoter. Authorities are holding XPI turned hustler Harry McGraw, 47, of Boston. 47? What does he get 47? The Rude House's cozy Sunday night would soon come to an abrupt halt, though. Outside, a storm was raging. And in certain parts of the Midwest, those angry summer squalls can be real killers. Back when I was a kid, growing up in south-central Indiana, I remember tornado warnings cutting off television or radio programs on days with heavy rains or strong winds. The protocol was to seek shelter, preferably in a basement. Our neighbors didn't have one, so they'd often rush over to our house to hide in the basement. I'd usually ignore the warning so I could keep watching Sanford and Son or whatever else was on. Back on the evening of August 2nd, 1987, at some point, the Root Houses became aware of a tornado warning. And they were more cautious than Kevin, understandably so. Just two years previously, Trumbull County had been ravaged by a large tornado, which killed 13 people and injured 200 others. So the Root Houses weren't going to take any chances. They knew what to do. In their basement closet, there was a small door. That door led to their crawl space. They could take shelter there. The couple must have felt somewhat uneasy descending into the dark basement. On top of the raging storm, some odd things had been happening at their home as of late. Objects were disappearing. Somehow, they'd misplaced a whole cantaloupe. Bottles of medicine were gone. Heck, two entire pitchers of orange juice had just vanished one day. The Root Houses knew they were both getting older. Edith was 68 and Rudy was 72. But to think that this was just a case of forgetfulness seemed ridiculous. Still, other than those odds and ends, there was no real evidence that something was wrong. No evidence, that is, until they opened the door to their crawl space. There, in the darkness, a man stared back at them. Edith screamed, and the stranger stepped out of the crawl space. Perhaps one or both of the Root House's thoughts turned to the loaded rifle they kept in the house. But it was too late for that. The weapon was stashed away in the closet where the man was now standing. If the elderly couple went to grab it, the younger man would surely stop them and snatch it away himself. Because this wasn't just any intruder. This was Paul Wade Smith the man who had fled after gunning down his wife and unborn twins in a McDonald's. The newspapers had all been running his name as the manhunt dragged on for days. And now he was in the Rude House's basement, covered in blood. My name is Anya Kane. And I'm Kevin Greenlee. And this is The Murder Sheet, a weekly true crime podcast. Anya and I connected over the Burger Chef murders, a 1978 unsolved case involving the killings of four young restaurant employees. Now we're looking to track restaurant homicides. To help us understand the patterns of these crimes, we created a spreadsheet of nearly a thousand eatery-related killings, the Murder Sheet. 
We'll be drawing on that data throughout season one to give you a deep dive into undercovered crimes. We don't just rely on skimming the headlines. We dive into these cases to bring you in-depth coverage. We're the Murder Sheet, and this is In the Basement, the murder of Gina Bemia-Smith. Gina Femia Smith was a crew chief manager of the McDonald's in McKinley Heights, Ohio, an unincorporated community in northeastern Ohio's Trumbull County. The young woman juggled that job with caring for her four-month-old son, who she shared with her 21-year-old husband, Paul Wade Smith. In the summer of 1987, the Smith family was due to expand even more in the next few months. Gina was pregnant with twins. Unfortunately, there's not much information out there about what Gina Femia Smith was like as a person. But there are a few facts we can piece together. According to the Tribune Chronicle, she had graduated from Hubbard High School in 1983. The Ohio newspaper also reported that Gina and Paul Smith had lived in nearby Lordstown at some point, then moved in with Gina's parents, Luigi and Carol Femia. She was a young mother, taking care of her first child and expecting two more babies. Any new parent can tell you that babies can bring feelings of fierce joy, but also a ton of stress and many sleepless nights. Gina was a newlywed, having been married for only seven months. Even though she was in her early 20s, she'd been promoted to a position where she had certain responsibilities. One of these was leading the crew in opening up the fast food joint in the morning. But on the morning of July 29th, 1987, the restaurant didn't open as usual. Paul Wade Smith made sure of that when he showed up with a 22 caliber rifle. See, at some point, the Smiths had become estranged. We don't know what prompted this estrangement. At the end of the day, when you consider what happened next, it really doesn't matter. We also don't know whether the marriage had been physically or emotionally abusive prior to that midsummer morning. But looking at Paul Wade Smith's behavior, it seems like he was engaging in what's called escalation. The National Domestic Violence Hotline defines escalation as worsening abuse. It can happen either suddenly or gradually. Here's a particularly chilling quote from their definition. Over the course of an abusive relationship, it is common for abuse to escalate, and oftentimes survivors find themselves experiencing something they never thought their partner would, or even could, do. For an abuser, escalation is a means of establishing total control, and for some abusers, killing their partner is the ultimate means of achieving that end. 
Smith started trying to barge into the not-yet-open McKinley Heights McDonald's. Gina immediately recognized this as a dangerous situation. She told her crew to keep the doors locked. But that didn't drive Smith away. He broke into the restaurant as his young wife screamed. Later, he'd say that he just wanted to talk to Gina. But that certainly doesn't explain why he brought a rifle to the alleged conversation. And once inside the restaurant, he pulled that gun on workers. Other McDonald's employees fled to the restaurant's basement to hide, including Gina. At some point, Smith caught up with his wife. He shot her twice in the head while she was kneeling in the basement. Gina died, and so did her two unborn babies. Smith then fled the scene of the crime. He headed towards Girard, a small city just five minutes away from the McDonald's. After leading police officers on a chase, he crashed his car. But somehow, Smith eluded capture. I can't imagine the anguish that Gina's family and co-workers must have felt, or the level of terror that this brought up for people in the community. If a man was able to shoot his pregnant wife, the person he pledged to protect and love forever, a woman carrying his unborn children, who wouldn't he harm? Joe is a listener of ours from Ohio. He's the one who recommended that we take a look at this case. When the murders happened, he was a kid living about a mile away. For a few days, his parents wouldn't even let him ride his dirt bike through the woods behind their house. There was no telling when or where this murderer might turn up. Of course, as we told you about at the top of the show, Rudy and Edith Roothouse of Girard, Ohio, were the pair to finally find the fugitive. Can you imagine what those two were thinking? One moment, they were enjoying a mystery program on their couch. Just a regular Sunday evening. A few minutes later, they're standing in their dark basement in the middle of a summer storm, face to face with an actual murderer on the run. Edith later told the Associated Press that she yelled, Oh Rudy, he's here! He's here! Smith told the couple he meant them no harm. And even if he had wanted to, it didn't seem like he could put up much of a fight. Rudy told the Associated Press that he thought he could have felled the younger man with a single shove. Smith was covered in blood, mostly his own, as it turned out. At some point, he had stabbed himself in his left side. Forgetting all about the loaded rifle in their closet, the Root Houses ushered Smith into their garage. They gave him a chair to sit in and a glass of water. Smith confessed that he'd broken into their house the same day he'd killed his wife and unborn children. On the run from police, he'd selected their house, slid through a kitchen window, and then replaced the screen, and eventually hid in the storage shed below their deck. Later, he moved into the crawl space. Since Wednesday, the rude houses had been going about their business, not realizing that a wanted man crouched just below their feet. He also admitted that he stole the missing items, the medicine, the orange juice, and even the cantaloupe. Edith urged the man to call his mother. Smith agreed, but the group quickly discovered that the storm had knocked out their telephone service. Leaving her husband to tend to the wounded fugitive, Edith braved the weather and ran to a neighbor's house. The neighbor drove her to the Girard police station, and cops and an ambulance were soon dispatched to the Rude House residence. 
After so many days on the run, Smith was taken into custody and rushed to Trumbull Memorial Hospital in serious condition. He recovered enough to make a confession to police. A grand jury indicted him for the aggravated murder of his wife. The Associated Press reported that Smith expressed remorse over his crime. At a court hearing, his attorney, James Lewis of the Ohio Public Defender's Office, read a letter on his behalf. In it, Smith said he was living in a nightmare. I wish I could undo the offense of July 29, 1987, but I can't, Smith wrote. Every time I look upon my son, every time I look into my parents' eyes, every time I think of Gina or her parents, my heart aches, my soul feels damned. I love Gina. Dear God, I'm sorry. A weight loss journey can feel like a lonely struggle, but it doesn't have to be. For so many of us, lifestyle changes like deciding to lose weight, adopting a nutritious diet, and taking up fun exercises are all about putting our own health and wellness first. But it can be really hard to know where to begin or how to keep the weight off once we've seen some progress. Quick fixes like soup diets and juice cleanses are unsustainable. There's a much better way to embark on this journey that over 200,000 people have already chosen. We're talking about the Roe Body Program. Here's how it works. Roe gives you access to one of the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Their Roe Body Program then sets up a comprehensive weight loss program tailored to your specific lifestyle, health status, and goals. In addition to the weekly shot, you get one-on-one coaching with a registered nurse. That can help you adopt and stick with lifestyle changes like exercise routines and nutritious diets. It's a comprehensive program that sees participants lose 15 to 20% of their weight in a year on average. But the real benefit is that you keep that weight off. This is weight loss at its most sustainable. With Roe, the average weight loss is 15 to 20% of your weight in one year, in conjunction with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash msheet. Sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. Go to roco slash msheet. That's ro.co slash msheet. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Before we tell you what became of Smith, let's zoom out a little bit. True crime sometimes has the effect of making us terrified of strangers. And that's somewhat understandable. People do horrific things to individuals they don't know especially men who think their own sexual gratification is more important than the life of a woman they don't even know. 
serial killers and sexual predator types. But the focus on these stranger killings often obscures the reality of the danger that most people face. Again, we don't know the extent or form of any possible domestic violence or abusive behavior that may have been going on with the Smiths. But there's some key data we can share regarding firearms and intimate partner murders. The National Coalition Against Domestic Violence found in 2016 that one million American women have been shot or shot at by their abusers. That same survey found that 10% of participants said their abusers had shot a gun during a fight. 67% of those respondents said they believed their abusers were capable of killing them. And perhaps it's another true crime cliche to point out that women are generally more at risk when it comes to their own intimate partners than random strangers. But it's very much true. It's also true to say that guns make it all worse. A 2003 study published in the Annals of Emergency Medicine found that women living with a gun in the home were nearly three times more likely to be murdered than women with no gun in the home. The Violence Policy Center reported that firearms were the weapon most commonly used by males to murder females in 2018 when it came to homicides where the weapon could be identified. That year, 56% of female victims faced death by firearm. Of those firearm homicides, 60% were perpetrated by male intimates. The Violence Policy Center also found that, quote, the number of females shot and killed by their husband or intimate acquaintance, 568 victims, was four times higher than the total number murdered by male strangers using all weapons combined, 142 victims, in single-victim, single-offender incidents in 2018. Jumping back to the Smith case, to that awful slaughter that happened in the basement of an Ohio McDonald's, let's talk about the outcome. Other than the outcome of Gina Femia Smith and her unborn babies dying so needlessly, of her infant son losing his mother, of her parents and loved ones never seeing their beloved daughter again. Well, Smith ended up getting an 18 years to life sentence. 15 years of that minimum sentence was for the slaying of his wife, with three years tacked on for gun charges. As reported in the Tribune Chronicle, current Trumbull County Prosecutor Dennis Watkins has said that Smith wouldn't have gotten off so lightly if he was convicted today. In 1987, Watkins wrote in a 2019 letter to the parole board, it was not murder to purposefully cause the unlawful termination of another's pregnancy. However, for many years now in Ohio, to murder your wife and unborn children is three murders with three life sentences. As prosecutor, Watkins must speak for the victims in these cases. And he still speaks for Gina and her twins. In 2019, the Vindicator reported that the prosecutor opposed parole for Smith. At that point, Smith had served 31 years of his sentence and was up for parole in November of that year. In a letter, Watkins asked Ohio's parole board to think about the final terrifying moments of Gina Smith's life when Paul Smith stalked her down in the early morning hours as she worked as a manager at a McDonald's restaurant. Watkins wrote that Gina's parents and her now-adult son oppose Smith's release, and that they fear what he may do to surviving family members if he ever gets out of prison. In 2019, 
The board denied Smith's parole. He'll come up again in 2024, though. There's a possibility that Smith will be released from prison at some point in the future. Special thanks to Joe, the listener who recommended that we cover this case. He was also kind enough to help us with the research on this, sharing his own experience both with the case and Ohio tornadoes. As we reported this story, we reached out to the Trumbull County Sheriff's Department. They spoke with us, but they weren't able to help us connect with an investigator who worked on the case. Most of the folks who were around then have either passed away or retired and moved on. The prosecutor's office also said that Watkins didn't want to do an interview on the case with Smith's next parole hearing so far off in the future. If you or someone you know is experiencing domestic abuse, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-SAFE. That's 1-800-799-7233. You can also text START to 88788 or Visit thehotline.org and hop on one of their live chats. Kevin and I actually reached out to the hotline ourselves after we witnessed a neighbor's domestic arguments spill out into the street. The expert who took the call was incredibly helpful and offered actionable suggestions on how we could safely combat domestic violence in our community. Whether you're dealing with a situation yourself or you are witnessing something unfold, please consider calling the hotline. When it comes to the sources for the episode, we found the Associated Press did an especially thorough job covering the story of the murder. The Press Wire's updates ran in the Chillicothe Gazette, the Marion Star, the Mansfield News Journal, and the Newark Advocate. On August 5, 1987, they put out a particularly detailed, suspenseful piece about the Root House's basement encounter with Smith. We also relied on reporting from the Coshocton Tribune and the Indianapolis Star. The Tribune Chronicle and The Vindicator have kept up coverage of Watkins' efforts to ensure that Smith will serve out the maximum sentence. Outside of the newspapers, we cited studies and statements from the National Domestic Violence Hotline, National Coalition Against Domestic Violence, the Violence Policy Center, and the Annals of Emergency Medicine. Those were each very helpful when it came to our understanding of the topic of domestic violence, abuse, and partner homicides. And with domestic violence remaining an ever-present concern during the coronavirus pandemic, please consider calling your United States Senator and telling them to reauthorize and fund the Violence Against Women Act. This was a landmark law when it hit the books in 1994, and it has long enjoyed bipartisan support from Democrats and Republicans alike. The good news from NPR is that, even though it hasn't been reauthorized, Congress is still funding related programs. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Murder Sheet. As always, thanks to Kevin Tyler Greenlee, who composed the music for The Murder Sheet, and who you can find on the web at kevintg.com. To keep up with the latest on The Murder Sheet, please make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at MurderSheet and on Facebook at MSheet Podcast, or by searching Murder Sheet. If you enjoy listening to The Murder Sheet, please leave us a five-star review to help us gain more exposure. And send tips, suggestions, and feedback to murdersheet at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening.
Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from best-selling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500.